0: Hello, it is Tuesday, July 28th. I'm getting married on Saturday. Hey, okay, okay. It's a romantic week. You know what I mean? Romantic week. I can't wait to get married. And I can't wait for you to hear the conversation we have for you today. I think you're going to enjoy it. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend about it. You know, say, hey. Go download that show. If you don't enjoy it, just act like this time here never fucking happened. All right. Thanks for letting us penetrate your ears. You're the greatest. Let's get to it. Perfect timing for this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, he and I had a beef for a while because he ghosted <laughs> me. and was too big time for me. But here we are, Monday, July 27th, as best friends again, ESPN's MLB insider, Jet Pass.
1: Jet. boy Jet.
0: Love you, Jet. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm assuming it's a very busy day for you, so we'll try to make this as quick and brief as possible. What could go wrong has gone wrong for the MLB. Originally, it was going to be a biodome in Arizona or Florida. You told us that the local markets are so important to the business of things, so that would never happen. Now they're doing the local markets. They're traveling stadium to stadium, In over half of the Marlins roster has COVID-19. What do they do here? How is Rob Manfred going to handle this?
2: It's a disaster. It's a complete disaster. And how they handle this, I don't know at this point. I wish I had a good answer for you. I wish I understood what they were going to do. But honestly, right now, uh, I'm not going to say Major League Baseball is screwed, but they're in a really bad position where there is no good answer. Adam- you, can cont- you can continue to play. And if you continue to play, then, well, the optics of that are a mess. You can cancel the season. If you cancel the season, well, that's a complete mess. Or you could go halfway and you could pause the season. And and I do wonder if that's what Major League Baseball is going to do. If they're going to say, hey, we need to step back and see if we can actually do this and make it happen. And I don't know if the answer is yes. I don't know if that pause then turns into something else where the season is altogether canceled. But... Going out and playing games tonight, uh, anywhere, let alone down in Miami where the Marlins were supposed to play, would look just completely tone deaf.
0: Okay, so I, I apologize for stepping on you there, middle of that. You said a lot of good stuff there at the end, but let me ask you about this. Adam Silver, whenever they're going into the biodome down in Orlando, he was very open in saying, hey, if we go down there, we have to be able to operate when positive tests come. You know the baseball world a lot more than I do. I've only watched Rob Manfred put his foot in his mouth on numerous occasions. I would assume that there was some sort of plan in place for if there was positive tests, or are they flying by the seat of their pants right now, you think?
2: Well, remember, on opening day, Pat, Juan Soto, who's the best player on the Washington Nationals, tested positive for COVID-19, and he was out. And that was one positive test. And the plan that's in place there is you contact, trace, and you rapid test the people who he has been around for more than 15 minutes at a time in close contact with you can't contact trace for 12 people. When they're testing positive, everyone at that point is in peril in terms of potentially being a COVID-19 case. And you saw the way that this thing spread. It started out with one player testing positive about 72 hours ago, three more guys tested positive yesterday, and then they did tests after the game and the results came back on those tests and eight more players had tested positive. At this point, we don't know the true extent and nature of the outbreak with the Marlins. And so how you can sit here and say that this protocol that we have in place, as robust as it is, as much testing as there is, is working or is going to work, you simply can't do that. And so that's why the question comes up, is this season actually viable? And, And the answer at this point is, Definitely not a yes. Like it is with the NBA, for example,
0: because they're like the players, for instance, The NHL, I believe they told their players, like, hey, we're doing our training camps in our own facilities, but you go home and you come to the facility, you go home, you come to the facility. Does the MLB have those rules in place where it's like, hey, you're at the stadium or you're at home? And is there those types of guidelines or were they just expecting guys to be smart? And how do they think this spread so rapidly? Was it one or two people potentially going to Magic City? What was it you think?
2: (laughs) Yeah, those lemon pepper wings, man. Um, You know... (laughs) They they do not know at this point where the outbreak started they're question when they were playing the Atlanta Braves in exhibition games before the regular season began but but the exact sort of point of contact they're just not sure of at this point uh, but but in terms of how major league baseball is handling what their players do there are guidelines chief page protocol that say you know, you probably shouldn't be going to the club. You like you shouldn't be spending time outside of it's not a bubble that we want to create. We realize that you're going to be going home to family. We realize that uh, there are going to be things that you have to do, but don't be stupid about it. And and here's the thing. The players may not have been stupid. They, this may not have come from a party. This may have been something as, as simple, hypothetically, as a flight attendant test positive and they come into contact with him or her like it, it's like what we know about the transmissibility of this disease is that it is a contagion in the truest sense of the word it can go anywhere at any time and in the fact that players came down with it and that it spread as quickly as it did inside of a clubhouse a contained area where players tend to congregate can't surprise anyone
0: i wonder why everybody didn't get it there you know oh you're getting a text right now is that from rob manford just get a text from rob manford right there
2: i did not someone's trying to call me right now and i probably should pick it up but i'm not going to do that no pick (laughs) it up pick it up you
0: can pick it up and if
2: anything now i can't pick it up and talk with the guy when i'm on with you like i don't want to give away I don't want to give away who I'm talking to. That's not my style. Come on. Okay,
0: last question then here before we go. If they were to pause the season, suspend the season, or cancel the season from this point going forward, if they were forced to do that because they didn't see any other option, business-wise, would this cost the MLB more money than playing the season or less money if they were to play the entire season?
2: I mean, it would cost them more. You know, the whole business falls apart at this point. Like, it's not just the lack of ticket revenue. It's the lack of postseason money it's the lack of of money from local television contracts i mean this is potentially the worst case scenario for major league baseball which is why you wonder how far they are going to go to try and play at this point
0: why couldn't you're the one that told us about the local markets tv markets radio markets being a massive amount of cash into the mlb each season because it's old school it's traditional a lot of the local markets watch their team how come they couldn't do a bubble and send those streams to the local markets what was the exact reason for that tech wise money wise what was it
2: they could have i mean the truth is they could have but, but here's the thing, Pat. Here's the thing. It's not Son just, of it's a not bitch! Because
0: just- <laughs> <laughs> this is going to hurt the NFL, Jack. This is going to hurt the NFL bad. Like, the NFL is going to have to reevaluate
2: everything. Here, here's the thing. It's not just the teams, though. The players wanted no business of going inside of a bubble because they were worried they were going to have to be away from their families for potentially five months. I get that. I, you don't want to be away from your kids. You don't want to be away from uh, your wife. Some guys don't. Um, like, it's... You know, <laughs> It's a it's one of those things where the prospect of spending that much time outside of what they are comfortable with or used to just was not going to fly with the players
3: did if we find out it's just these 12 players and two coaches and they have to sit out for 10 days or whatever. what does the reserve roster look like for these MLB teams? Do they have enough players where the Marlins can maybe play in like three days and resume their schedule again?
2: Yeah, theoretically so. I mean, it's certainly possible that the Marlins, who have, I don't know exactly how many players it is, but they have training camp in Jupiter about 90 miles or so north of Miami. It is certainly a possibility that they can bring people down. I know for a fact that they've already been calling some free agents out there, former big league players, oh. trying to bring them in potentially. So the idea that the season's going to be going away right now, not exactly the case. So they need replacement players? Listen, I know a left-hander who likes tank tops and who can throw a football over a building into a trash can. Who might just might be a possibility. No he,
1: here's the hell thing. Yeah. Here's
2: hell the yeah. thing. Hell, hell, hell yeah. yeah! Hell, hell, yeah. Yeah. hell, hell, hell yeah. yeah! He's got when? he's got a job that he's good at already. Does he really want to give up the life? Would Jack, he do that to his boys? Jet, listen the boys would understand
0: if I I can make a run at the COVID piece of metal I mean we would do that in a heartbeat just have to stay safe go take your calls going to be a busy day for you we'll be following along at Jeff Passan on uh, Twitter to see what's next we can't thank you enough great backdrop by the way you look very professional now with the Nintendo behind you
2: on air look at that
0: Go ahead,
3: I mean, I just got a tweet from a verified account that Yankees phil- Phillies is canceled Monday. Have you
0: heard that yet? Come on, Jeff. That's the stuff we need to hear.
2: That might have been the call, actually. So, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <Good night>. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate
0: it. Ladies and gentlemen, he just missed the scoop. Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Boy, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Boy, Jeff. Thanks, boys. Oh,
3: I mean, cool. I don't know if it's accurate, but it's from a verified account.
0: Yeah, but they were handing out those blue check marks to just about anybody <laughs> back yep. in the day. That's true. Um, Jeff Passon looks like he is in panic mode now granted he was in panic mode before the deal got done a couple mm-hmm. times because he thought his sport that he loves and covers was going to be gone but this is panic mode at this point point. one team has 14 how many do the other places have
3: uh, now verified by Ken Rosenthal who is verified baseball guy two minutes ago that the Yankees Phillies game was canceled that probably is the call that Jet. Did. so he by
0: the way he would have got the scoop on yeah, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. so they all have a call and as soon as Jet doesn't answer they're go, well we'll go to this guy next did I just oh. ruin Jet Passon's career Yeah. <laughs> no, for an oh. eye, he's gonna have a big day. He's gonna have a big day, yeah. By the way, Jet Passing's on it, he's probably not gonna sleep. He'll be on uh, SVP tonight at about midnight or whatever. Mm-hmm. That guy's gonna be going all day. Phillies, Yankees, canceled. Marlins, Orioles, canceled. Three days into this 60 game season that's supposed to happen, we already got games canceled and the entire clubhouses getting sideswiped swiped by that that COVID 19. Today's show is brought to you by Lisa. Lisa mattress is the mattress that I'm laying on currently uh, next to my lady and our pit pool and Sharpay. Chuck the Corgi now sleeps outside the room, locked out, still inside the house, outside of the bedroom, but he can kind of run and shit and piss wherever the hell he wants just outside of the bedroom because he gets a little bit bossy. With the bed and where he puts his ass out on the pillows and stuff like that. But I can't blame him because when you get a chance to sleep on a Lisa mattress, you take advantage of it. This is the most comfortable bed I've ever been on. And this bed showed up at my front door in a box. That box was unpacked in less than five minutes. And whammy, the best mattress I've ever slept on is now in my bedroom thanks to Lisa. That's what they do. Lisa took... This car salesman aspect out of the mattress shopping business. No longer do you got to go lay on, no, you can't now, obviously, because quarantine, which is good news. New bed can come, probably wearing out your bed right now, whether it's making love or just laying on your ass, do whatever you got to do to get through this whole thing. New bed can come in a couple of days, bang in a box to your front door, unpack it, put it in the bed. droom. you got the best comfortable mattress you've ever had. And for right now, you get up to $200 off and free shipping at Lisa.com. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com. It'll be worth it. It's changed our entire sleep. I mean, it's really good stuff. Lady, do you agree? Love it. She loves the mattress. See, lady, she's obviously a lot lighter than I am, smaller than I am. You would think, oh, no, the bed won't be able to. They did all the studies. They did all the science it's great for all body types. Just like this show. <laughs> oh, smooth transition, winning awards for that type of stuff. Hello. Welcome to McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk. Yeah! We are back on our regular scheduled program for today. I am Pat McAfee sitting to my left, your right, Mr. AJ Hawk. Woo! And, uh, What's up,
1: man? but uh i guess there's a, a lot happened right now it's happened over the last like 12 24 hours huh
0: yeah well, last thursday we did a watch along for the mlb's debut uh premiere game for their 60 game sprint that is going to be the covid season here in 2020 everything seemed to be going well this weekend i was out by the pool with my future bride you know got a good tan Woo-hoo. was watching some baseball watching some mls watching some training at the nba i mean everything was feeling good then this week or er, <laughs> You wake up this morning. Ah! Fourteen people in the Miami Marlins organization test positive for COVID nineteen. They cancel the Miami Marlins and Baltimore Orioles game. And they also cancel the Phillies and Yankees game. Oh my God, is the MLB gonna be able to pull this off? Who knows, AJ? It seems like the internet is a bit gloomy and doomy with America's pastime baseball uh continuing this entire season.
1: Yeah, I guess this is what this is their first test to see how they're gonna handle it. But I I mean, that's why it's good David Sampson will be on here any minute because this is going to happen to other teams. And so what do we do? I think the next, what, three to five days, we're really going to see what happens.
0: Adam Silver said that whenever we go into the dome Diner, I don't know if that's how he delivered it, (laughs) but he said if we do continue the season, we have to be prepared for a positive COVID test. We have to be able to continue to go with a positive COVID test. Now, the bubbles... Orlando for the NBA and the MLS, and now the NHL up in Edmonton and Toronto have been relatively successful, I think, when it comes to positive tests. The NBA has not had any. The MLS has not had any in five weeks, and the NHL have not rolled out any revelations of anybody tested positive going into Edmonton and Toronto. Zero positive tests of COVID in that world, but the MLB was the one that was closest to what the NFL was planning on doing traveling city to city, kind of doing your own facility, going home. Now that one one team has 14 people testing positive games already being canceled the big question is will rob manfred known stooge which we've all seen be able to navigate these waters will be tough but joining us now is a man who is a president for the said organization that currently has 14 positive covid 19 cases for 18 years ladies and gentlemen a fresh-faced non-scumbag looking son of a bitch david Sampson. Hey!
4: You are exactly my target demographic, so I'm thankful that you appreciate the shave.
0: (laughs) I I said this to you whenever I saw it on the Internet, which, by the way, you shaved your beard because baseball was playing again. You were growing it out during the hiatus, during the hibernation of baseball through COVID-19. Thursday night, Yankees Nationals uh, opening pitch is a terrible one, but it happens. You shaved that beard. And I'm going to be honest. You don't look like a scumbag at all anymore. It's going to be hard to call you a scumbag at this point until you tell me some more things that you've done in the past,
4: obviously. (laughs) Oh, I bet you'll find a way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about what's going to happen with the MLB right now. David, you're around the MLB at its highest level, former Marlins president for 18 years. Do you assume like I do, that there was some sort of plan in place for if there was positive cases, but 14 in one clubhouse is probably a bit of a tall task. How will the MLB manage this uh, situation?
4: So I think what happened is Major League Baseball said that we want to play games, and we understand that players are going to test positive, but we're going to keep going. And there's going to be a point after which we'll have to stop, but we don't know where that is. We're going to take it game by game, moment by moment. In their worst nightmare, they didn't think the moment of inflection would happen after three games. And what's happened is the Marlins have an outbreak. Now they've got to see if the Phillies have an outbreak because the Marlins were playing in Philadelphia. So if two teams all of a sudden have a problem, then they're going to have to make some hard decisions like suspending the season. But for now, they want to play, and here's why. Look at the Yankees last season. Tons of injuries, not COVID, just regular injuries, but the games continue. It was their Team B, they were called, who did so well last season. So baseball's always been good at having depth and overcoming injuries. This just feels a little bit different to me.
1: David, has, uh, has Derek Jeter, has he reached out to you? You think he's trying to bring you back to try to <laughs> handle some of this mess? Come on
4: back. Derek Jeter wouldn't reach out to me for a glass of water if he had been stuck in the desert for 40 years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that because you're a scumbag? <laughs>
4: No, listen, you can call me anything you want, and I love when you do, but I didn't wire the money to the owner of the Marlins. (laughs) He could have not bought the team. He could have said this is $500 million too much. He could have said, I don't want to bother with this. He could have said this is not worth it. By the way, he didn't. I kept hitting refresh like Jesse Eisenberg in the social network <laughs> waiting for the money to hit the owner's account. Wait, 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 wait. Oh my God, they did it. That's not my fault.
0: Uh, all right. Well, we'll ask Jeter at one point whenever we get to talk to him. Let's,
4: let's yeah. talk about the Marlins. I'm sure that Jeter will be right on your show, right quickly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no chance of that. That's why we're thankful for you. Uh, David, let's talk about the Miami Marlins organization. Is it because they were operating under different rules than everybody else in the MLB? Or are they doing the same thing? It just so happens that they just so happen to be around somebody that had COVID 19. Are they are the protocols the MLB have installed here for the teams because they're at their own facilities and they're traveling? Have they been locked down when they're traveling, or is it just kind of like a trust thing that got broken, obviously, with the Marlins?
4: It's the circle of trust. We're in the circle of trust, aren't we? Oh yeah. It's the circle. So here's what actually happens, and we've talked about it, maybe on your show and on Nothing Personal, my show. You're expecting 25-year-old kids with money and fame to go to a hotel and sit there and not move except to go to the ballpark. You expect them to social distance at the ballpark and be disciplined about it. And I've been saying it's not going to happen. Look at the games this weekend. There were coaches and managers wearing masks below their nose. You might as well wear it as your jockstrap (laughs) if you're going to wear it like that then on top of that, you've got no social distancing in the clubhouse. You've got an organization like the Marlins where Don Mattingly, the great Don Mattingly, questioned what was going on in Atlanta when there was a problem during their exhibition games, and they had a hard time distancing, and look what happens. So the protocols are in place for a reason, and if they're not being followed, that has to be investigated right now. So if I'm Rob Manford, I am getting to the bottom of this outbreak, and I'm praying that no other teams have it and that everyone's more like Soto of Washington, one and done, or even the Braves, two and done, or the Reds, two and done, not like the Marlins because two players were good, four players, fine, 11, uh-oh, postponement.
1: (laughs) So when you say – you mentioned earlier, like, of course, Major League Baseball, they want to continue playing. They don't want to have to suspend the season. like let's say a couple more teams this happens to and they have an outbreak like that and they suspend it, will they just say we're going to suspend indefinitely? Do you think they'll give a time period? Like what would that look like?
4: Well, we all know that there's no way to give a really good time period with COVID-19. But here's a scenario that I could see happening. They could suspend the regular season and go into some sort of bubble situation for a playoffs. And instead of having 20 teams in the playoffs, maybe you have – or 16, which is the new expanded. Maybe you have 30 teams in the playoffs and do some sort of tournament in October because that's where the money is. They've got to play October baseball. And what the NBA and NHL are now showing, and MLS, maybe the bubble can work. I mean, apps and strip club visits and all things like that. But maybe it can work. So maybe what MLB would be forced to do is curtail all travel and go into an October situation. It's a pretty big way to see right now.
0: I cannot believe you were a president of a team for 18 years. I, I, The way you speak, I very much enjoy. I just never expected it from an executive at the level you were at. I, I very much appreciate you.
4: I'm completely unshackled, unbridled, and, and I got in so much trouble as a president over the years because... I said more than I should have because I was always available to the media. I was always in front when things were bad, when things were tragic or when things were good. I would always speak my mind and and tell the truth in the way I wanted to manipulate the truth. But now that I'm in the media with you, I can actually say the truth.
0: Okay, let's talk about the truth. They were planning on doing a bubble early. The MLB was the first team that came out and said, or first league that came out and said, hey, we're going to do a bubble. It's going to be in Arizona. It's going to be in Florida. Then the Arizona governor said professional sports are allowed to come back here. And the Florida governor said professional sports are allowed to come back here. In a way to lure almost the MLB is what it looked like from an outsider's perspective. Then it came out. No, could never do that because the local TV and local radio revenue is so big. That's why they have to do their local markets. So then governors and mayors from all around the country had to okay it. And now they're doing that. Was that the reason why they didn't want to do the bubble? And would the bubble have been possible for baseball with how many people there are and how many fields are needed and how long games are?
4: So it's a problem. At the time, you remember Florida and Arizona were doing great with COVID-19 and it was the Northeast that was such a disaster. Of course, it's totally switched. Now Arizona and Florida are a nightmare. The problem with the bubble is not so much local TV revenue, because as long as the TV games are at night, and you're seeing that with the schedule here, that all games are at night, the local broadcast revenue will continue to flow. Radio revenue is not as big a deal for teams as it used to be 15, 20 years ago. It's really all about TV and so it's interesting for me is that if they do go into a bubble for longer they'd have to get permission from the players the players did not want to go into a bubble for three months they mm. felt that mm. was too long there was a problem with getting families into the bubble There's a prob- problem in getting friends into the bubble There's a problem in getting your burner phone into the bubble <laughs> and so it would have to be some sort of discussion with the players and that's something they've been talking about for sure even before this outbreak wow
1: David, we know the NFL is watching everything, trying to figure out what's going on. Guys We're are going to start tomorrow, I guess. They're going to go in and start getting tested. You have to show two negative tests before they let you in the building, I guess. Now, when you mention a bubble, like, do you think it would be a possibility if something happens early on in training camp with the NFL where there's outbreaks, could they postpone and somehow set up a couple bubbles or whatever they're doing and actually make the season happen in the NFL? Is that a
4: possibility? I just don't know how you do NFL in a bubble. What I do think is possible, you'd have to go to a place with a lot of football fields and you'd have to wire them for, because it's all about TV money. And in football, as you know, it's only a few days a week and they're really all at the same times, one or four o'clock. You get the occasional eight o'clock game three nights a week. But what I think you may see is a change in the travel protocols with the NFL, if they can even get to that. Where you're going to try to avoid hotels completely and there will be day of game travel where you go to the city you're playing you go right to the field you play the game you get right back on the plane and you get home and i know as a football player you may say you can't do that but in and out of hotels is a real issue
0: it's not going to happen i mean that's just not going to get okayed i i, I think it is a smart Thing to make it happen Just like all these guidelines Are like Hey let's make it Best possible situation Just like the mask That they were planning On putting in the Football helmets Like it's going to be difficult, I think, to get players, a majority of them, which are older and the stars of the league, to be like, okay, yeah, we we will travel day of game, fatigue sets in, potential muscle strains, everything like that, and then the I don't know, I hope so. Is that what is that what the MLB is doing? No, they're staying in hotels, right? Because it's extended series at each place.
4: Yeah, so that's that's I had called for them to do eight game series so you can get into a hotel, get it cleaned, and stay, but. They're doing two- and three-game series where teams are flying back and forth all the time. And they did it by geographic region, which to me never made sense. Once you're on a plane, whether the flying time is an hour or three hours, what's the real difference? The fact is you're on and off planes. You're with different people handling your luggage, the keys to your room, people delivering your room service food. You're in more cities. It looks like Canada was pretty smart to not let the Blue Jays play in Toronto, weren't they?
0: Pittsburgh Blue Jays would have been cool. Diggs yeah. got a hat on right now. Diggs became a Pittsburgh Blue Jays fan for a day and a half, but they fucking just bounced out of town quicker than good baseball did. Yeah, I really, I really screwed that one up. Mm-hmm.
4: Now you got to get a Buffalo hat.
0: Is that where they're playing?
4: Mm-hmm. They're playing in Buffalo. I've heard that they're going to start August 11th, which will be interesting because going to be games by August 11th.
0: Is that breaking news?
4: No, it's just you not paying attention.
0: Fuck you, David.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I expect at least dinner and drinks. (laughs) Uh, Where do they go
1: from here? There we go. Yeah, where do they go from here now, David? What they're doing now,
4: it's, it's the greatest question, right? What is baseball doing? So they have the Marlins in Philadelphia still. They tested them last night. That's when they got these additional positive tests. Now they're testing the team again today before letting them travel. They're supposed to play the Orioles today and tomorrow. The game today has been officially postponed. But here's a little nugget for you. The Orioles apparently are getting the hell out of Miami. Can you blame them? They're sitting in a Miami hotel right now with no games to play in the middle of a Petri dish. So rumor is that the Orioles are getting on their team charter this afternoon and getting out of Miami back to Baltimore, which means tomorrow's game is not going to happen. Therefore, the Marlins have no reason to come back to Florida at all because they were only coming back for these two games against the Orioles and then turning around and going to Baltimore. So in theory, in theory, they could just go straight to Baltimore and maybe even play four games in two days if they can have nobody else test positive and if the Phillies can stay negative, et cetera. Because you've got to get these games played because, hey, the Marlins and Orioles, today was a first-place game with two teams in first place
0: yeah i mean we're three games in fucking relax but the uh i like that we have broken news here tomorrow's game is canceled in miami between the marlins and the orioles as is tonight's game which has already been reported
4: so never reported and we're using the word postpone not canceled because they want to try to get all 60 games in so there's 60 games in 66 days there's six off days but the question will be, do they decide to just not have the Marlins come back to Florida right now, which is another disadvantage to the team to have them be nomadic and being on the road, especially with the outbreak.
0: David, we can't thank you enough. Your wealth of knowledge and incredibly, del- or incredible delivery is second to none. Thank you, man.
4: Hey, have a great day, guys. Thank you.
0: Any other breaking
4: news? No, I'm just going about to uh, do a few more shows and nothing personal was pretty interesting. But when I'm with you, that's breaking news enough. And anytime you can drop an F-bomb on me, you're doing it on behalf of millions of people who all say thank
0: you. I'm doing it for a lot of ex-baseball players. I assume they were down there in the Marlins, potentially. The Do you think Manfred's going to speak today some point? He has to, right?
4: Well, they released a statement and, you know, Jeter released a statement and Manfred released a statement. It took them quite a while to do a statement, which we would have had prepared within five minutes because all it said is we're testing the players and we care about the safety. But what happened while we were on the on the show just now, David Price sent a tweet saying that he's now going to test whether Rob Manfred really cares about the health of the players the way he said. And that's why David Price apparently opted out. Of course, he has $64 million due to him over two years Uh, following so he can do it but I think Rob has to take the podium and show leadership right now and explain his decision making why he's doing what he's doing I think it's critical, and Roger Goodell is paying attention. I promise you that.
0: that. For sure, Roger Goodell is potentially calling Manfred saying, hey, pal, let's let's do a little bit better than you have done in press conference situations because this is going to affect us. And I, Roger Goodell is saying, I'm going to have to answer a lot of questions to whatever you do here and however you're running these things. So let's go ahead and tighten up. David Price, to your point, now we really get to see if MLB is going to put players' health first. Remember when Manfred said players' health was paramount? Part of the reason I'm at home right now, is because players health wasn't being put first i can see that hasn't changed david price saw that news this morning and did a fucking i knew it i knew this was going to happen and it feels like if we really did take a second to think about how the mlb was operating that there was a chance that this was going to happen and you would think that manfred or somebody would have planned for that but that'd be asking a lot
4: I also want to point out that David Price, what a great guy and a great pitcher, but it's easier to opt out when you know you have two years left on your deal and you're still going to make $64 million, even with declining performance. When you've got players like an Aaron Judge who doesn't have long-term security, he has no choice and that he can't opt out. You had a pitcher for the Reds, Anthony Descalfani, who used to be with the Marlins who said, I can't opt out even with the pregnant wife because I'm gonna be a free agent next year and I've gotta play. So it's pretty easy to say that, but that's why you need leadership from your union and from the commissioner, because you don't wanna put players in a position where they're choosing money over safety and health, because at the end of the day, many people would choose that.
0: Business always wins. Ladies and gentlemen, David P. Sampson.
4: Thank you, sir have a good day
0: you too that guy he's the best Ma- hey aj imagine having to go in and negotiate your deal in that fucking guy sitting across the table <laughs>
1: man and he's just leaking stuff to the media all the time to make you look bad make you sound like you're uh you don't work hard you don't care about the team your your ego's out of control and He's just doing. He, he may not believe any of it. But he's just doing it to drive your price down.
0: He said. He said in his answer, you know, I was always out in front of it to mal- manipulate the truth that they <laughs> had. Like he he said that. But the other MLB presidents and and owners and everybody had to be like this yes, fucking. We got to get him away from our product as quick as possible. And on the flip side, I enjoy listening. It is refreshing to hear how honest that guy is about everything that he's done, either terribly or how they work the system. Oh, very much. Especially a
1: guy that was the president of a team that sold, like, how many, what did it sell for again? I know he said it was like $500 million too much.
0: So did he negotiate that deal then? He was the one that negotiated that with Jeter's people, and that's why Jeter hates him so fleeced bad because he feels them? feels like he got fleeced yeah. by him? Wouldn't that be the owner, though? Yeah, but he's the president of company who's negotiating the sale of company. Probably president, right? Or your lead counsel, whoever your lead counsel is.
3: Jeter paid $1.2 billion for the Marlins.
0: Ooh. You paid five hundred million too much. He said. <laughs> I mean, that's
3: not Jeter.
1: that's Jeter's fault. That's not that's a credit to Samson oh, yeah. and the owner of the Marlins.
0: Well, it also depends on how things were laid out, right? Anytime you're purchasing something, the way things are displayed potentially versus how they actually are is. But hey, you got hey. That's business, baby. You do. You got to look into all that stuff because they'll get you. It feels like they're going to have to postpone this thing. If now we have breaking news, three games are being postponed. Right. The Marlins and Orioles tonight, the Yankees and Phillies tonight, and the Marlins and Orioles in Baltimore tomorrow. It feels like the art in Miami tomorrow it feels like we have at least three games being postponed right now. Who knows what's happening with every other COVID nineteen test?
5: I mean, it's over. I hate to say it, but you need to
0: be a bit more positive. Goodbye, baseball. I'd love to be. It's
5: been nice.
0: Hope you find your Pivot i will be a little bit more realize. positive for you too. You mostly, positive. AJ. No, I mean, I, I, I'm i not
1: saying baseball's over. I'm not saying they're done. I, David said that oh this was their worst case scenario, like their worst nightmare that it happened three games in. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's good that it happened right now and not right before the, the postseason starts or right in the middle of the season. Maybe now they can find a way to get a hold of it.
5: I mean, I guess part of it, too, is that we just haven't heard anything, so I feel like they like just weren't prepared for this at all, like didn't even think it was a possibility when it should have been like one of the first things they had checked on returning to play. It was like what they were going to do if something like this happened, so I don't know, but it feels like if they've already started to cancel these games, like what's stopping them from just being like, all right, fuck it, let's just postpone the rest money. of money.
0: Adam Silver, money, yeah, for sure. That's the end-all, be-all in every conversation. Adam Silver, though. And I said this to David Sampson, and I still have yet to get an answer. They had to. Somebody in that MLB front office had to have at some point said, we should probably have a plan for if uh, COVID-19 comes knocking on the door somewhere. (laughs) I would assume that that happened somewhere. But with the lack of answer and the lack of response here from what well, and i guess they have responded but the urgency the they didn't just have a plan to just roll out like okay this is what we're going to do postpone the game test everybody here's our statement keep them locked down let's see if we can get this thing in a control situation it feels like they're potentially flying by the seat of their pants almost and i might be wrong in thinking that in in the feeling of it all but it does feel like that is potentially what's happening and that's not good news good news and for to your mention to further your point that Goodell is watching this, just like one day before training camp starts to pop off, and we kind of have a similar roadmap blueprint as you. We're not going into a bubble. We need you not to fuck us up, Manfred. Fred. God, I need to figure this out. Yeah, we're not
1: only we're we not going into a bubble in the NFL. Like, we, you can't really go into a bubble. Like, you're gonna get every team in one location and, and quarantine them for what six weeks before you start the season, and then say, all right, cool guys, the next four months. This is it. This is home. Don't go anywhere. Like you think that's going to happen? You know what they're thinking, by the way.
0: What? Replacement players. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yep. They said it. They somebody. John Heyman. Is that who it put out? Mm-hmm. John Heyman, who's an MLB uh, insider. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a bat. Big baseball no, show. I just don't. Wanna un- I don't want to take my ear my earphones out. Uh, oh, so you're not uh, prepared? It's okay. It's don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. John Heyman, MLB insider, said that the Marlins are currently seeking MLB quality players so that they can basically field a team at this point if they have to in case of a potential long hold on uh, the players being quarantined. And we all know, we knew this was fucking Mm coming. I've been preparing. I've been taking hacks in this studio for, what, two months now. Look at that. I even got the hip flip, and I know I'm a lefty. I could be a real player out there now. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I believe it. I, I mean, oh. oh, I think you should do it. Oh.
0: Get the first. <laughs> you see that oh, drag bunt bun I just did?
1: You're going to drag bunt?
0: I'm looking a lot faster now, too. I don't know if I actually am, but I'm looking faster. So for me, that has to mean something. Pittsburgh Penguins, they're going to win it all, by the way. They just went across to the top. The NHL. Saturday, ben. The NHL has checked into their bubbles, by the way, in Toronto and Edmonton after having training camps at their own individual facilities. I believe scrimmages begin Saturday. They're playing exhibition games. No, kinda... no.
6: Those are real live games
0: on Saturday. Saturday's coming up already? Yep. What time do the Pens play on Saturday, August 1st? 8 p.m. Prime time. Really? <laughs> really?
6: Yep. This <laughs> this little, little gathering we're going to have, though, to celebrate the love of your life and the unity. Coming Hell together, yeah. sanctity of marriage, and then Sidney Crosby in the background on a big screen, filling in that with pucks, baby. Doesn't
0: NBA start that day too? Oh, yeah. 30th. They start Thursday. Oh, sorry. oh yeah, I'll get that. Don't worry. I don't need to see I know what's going to happen. Sidney's going to score. I don't need to see it. I do. I do. I, you know, I don't need to see it don't even see it august 1st doesn't matter but pens are 1 and 0 officially as of saturday night in the 24 team covid cup that's running in toronto and edmonton they had zero positive covid cases after having training camps in their own facilities where guys could go home and come back hockey players said all we need is ice in bed we play good and they, it seems like they actually live by that will the mlb be able to do that tbd
1: Don't you think right now we're getting to the point where we're seeing all these games postponed already that they're just going to have to take a, like, in three or four days they could say, hey, all right, season's on hold. We'll be back soon enough. We just don't know when. we got to get a handle on this.
0: Yeah, I I don't know what's going to happen. You
1: don't need a hockey stick either. You don't need that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's that, dude? Why don't you get up there and take a
1: few cuts with that hockey stick? Put the bat down. Have you ever seen
0: my next-door neighbor clap on, bro?
1: Let's see it. No, I haven't.
0: Oh. oh.
1: Uh-oh. Bro. So you see, I got
0: dangles, obviously. Yeah, yeah. they just out of nowhere.
7: Woo! Woo! cheese. Woo! That's
0: goal. Woo! Goal! Oh.
6: Can you skate though? <laughs> oh my god, he's juggling it. <laughs>
7: oh! Oh! In your face, nothing.
6: light the lamp! You got nightmares yet, AJ?
1: You probably do the knuckle puck too, just like uh, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> oh my god, it's on its side. <laughs> oh!
5: Oh! It's the net! oh bro, you should see me.
0: Do you
1: want triple Oh no?
0: Oh the triple D! Ooh! <laughs> bro, big fucking hockey show, dude. I don't think hockey's going to need any replacement players, though, so that's why I put the stick down and the bat app because there's a chance that baseball does need replacement players. Mm-hmm. I think hockey, they're going to lock it up up there. They're going to be locked up. Hey, I got down. a
1: question, though. I got a question for Ty, especially. Okay. Baseball, let's say they find a way through this and make it happen. Football, for some reason, this is just all hypothetical. Football can't happen. It doesn't. Something happens. Football gets shut down. Does Russ Wilson go play for the Yankees this season? Is he allowed to in his contract?
5: Great question. Bingo. Uh, yeah, he brings him in, and then Aaron Boone probably gives the opposing starting pitcher like a 100 bucks to hit him in the head. <laughs> Come on. Get him out of the lineup.
0: Why? Why would you want him out of
5: the lineup? Because he so
0: How do you know? He stinks. He's a Yankee. He's
7: a leader.
5: No, he goes up and plays grab ass at fucking spring training. I mean, you know. Take, well, he can't get, play grab ass take, now. He can't
0: touch
1: anybody's I'm ass warm no, yeah. I would love to go put on a uniform and go to spring training. Don't you think that'd be fun, Pat? Yeah, I mean, I've done it before, but yeah, it would well, of be. of course it's fun. The distraction yeah, of
5: the That's team. what I'm saying. Guy hasn't earned his goddamn pinstripes. That's why he won't be taking the field. He can go have fun at spring training all he wants. That's yeah, but fine. they might
0: need him, by the way. He might be in their reserve list of like, hey, we don't have any other players. Like the Mets, they got Tebow sitting somewhere locked down in his house or whatever with his dog in his gym. They're like, hey, listen, if our entire starting lineup gets COVID, we're going to call you out of that house. Thanks for being on Keto. You look like a mountain. Now we need to see if you can hit a curveball up here. I assume Russell Wilson is in that same department for the Yankees, for
5: sure. If Russell Wilson can hit a curveball on the screws out of the yard, then you know what? Bring him bring him to town. Let's see him do it. But, the, I mean, that son of a butt. He's going to be wearing sombrero every every week. He's going to be going 0 for 4, 4Ks. He's just going to embarrass himself. We don't need that. He doesn't need that. He's got but, a
0: baby. By the way, I bet you he does have a baby named Wynn.
5: Yeah, which. Mm. You know
0: what? Because all he does is win 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 win, 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 win. No matter what. Guy's insufferable. I bet you he could hit a curveball though. Mm-hmm. I bet you that son of a bitch could hit a curveball out of the park. Yeah, you don't get into
1: you don't get into spring training without, without being able to hit that curveball, don't you think?
0: Not especially for the Yankees.
1: Yeah. Maybe I mean, the, the Pirates. The tradition that goes with that team.
0: What do you say? And he talks like he is a baseball player on a football field, which would be very weird to be a teammate of. I wish I could experience that one time. Like how, can you like what do you mean though? Can you could you give an example? I guess when he was mic'd up, they showed some of it. And he was like legitimately saying movie quotes like in the huddle. Like, hey, clear eyes, clear heart here, boys. Let's go ahead and let's go get like that type of stuff. I've never heard somebody so genuinely positive around a huddle on the sideline in warm ups, interacting with people. I think that's just who he is. Ty hates it, but I think he is like legitimately just like ultimate hype guy all the time.
1: Seems like a nice guy, like when they show Andrew Luck being mic'd up and guys annihilated he was like, okay good hit buddy like he's just so nice is that what russell is
0: yeah but i i think it's like different i don't think andrew was like the cheerleader guy on the sideline you know what does that make sense like yeah it felt like russell was like here we go baby a boy a boy a boy here we go here hey, we go here hey, go. We, like, like, go now? like little hey, baseball, baseball background.
1: Background. Huh? Huh? it's all from baseball comes from his baseball background he's used to oh come on blue and, you know talking to the oms that, that's just that's part of the baseball chatter
0: so he's still mentally in the baseball world. Ooh. So if he was to just get dropped right into the pinstripes in the middle of this season, especially with the way he's mentally tough and had to deal with adversity and how many problems there would be, he'd probably bat I don't know, four or five hundred <laughs> if I had to guess. At
1: least. I don't know about four or five hundred. I bet he would. It's, a, it's probably almost a guarantee if he decided to play for the Yankees in the big leagues. He'd probably hit three for 350. And if it was a full
0: season, he may have 54 or 55 home runs. I think so, too. That's why they signed him as such a big deal, because they knew that MLB could pr- any moment come in and compete price-wise for him, especially the fucking Yankees. So maybe this is the year we see Russell Wilson and his pinstripes in meaningful games. Yes. Or maybe this is the year we don't see baseball again after having a hot start Thursday night, their highest-rated regular season game since 2011. Four million so. average viewers. I, I, in- I would sure
1: hope it was the highest-rated in a long time. It was. that wasn't like shocking news was it to you no it would have been shocking if it wasn't if they're like oh hey 400,000 people tuned into the first live baseball we've had in 30 years like do you really think
0: that would have been news to me I guess yeah you're right you're right though I I would but they said throughout so I, I think a lot of people turned on the game to see sports back let's see how weird this is with the empty stadium let's see Foch throwing into the fucking dirt let's see this whole thing but they said throughout the 6 innings, which by the way, maybe food for thought for changing the game, make it 6 innings instead of 9. They said throughout the 6 innings though, it averaged 4 million, which hasn't happened in a long time. I enjoyed it. I mean, it got a little bit boring in there, but the fact we could bet on literally every single pitch made it a lot better at FanDuel. But it is it is something that's very intriguing to see if they can carry if they can carry views. And by the way, maybe this COVID scandal is just like You know, something to cook up a little, like maybe they felt like they were losing a little bit of buzz after the weekend. Let's go cook up a COVID story. We're still playing baseball. Bang, we're back on tonight. Although one game's being postponed, we still got others ready to go.
1: So is anyone playing on ESPN? Is there a primetime baseball game tonight? The Mets were on last night.
0: It was a fucking sad state of affairs. I mean, it was 14-1 at home in front of those cardboard cutouts while the team's being talked about being sold to a massive Yankee. I mean, it is just bad, bad night for the Mets last night. I would assume that there is a game on tonight on ESPN Digs Tonight we have uh, the Mets at the Red Sox, 7.30 p.m. Mets at the Red Sox up there oh. in Boston? <laughs> Gonna get rolled on. If you guys lose to the Mets, you should think about maybe postponing the rest of your games as well. Be after what I saw last night.
1: Don't worry, we won't. And also, we do have the worst pitching staff in the
3: MLB, so we might lose. There's also a primetime game at 4 o'clock. Well, maybe not primetime. There is a game, national game on ESPN today. uh, The Diamondbacks at Padres. 4 p.m.
0: Ooh. Eastern. Um, Brandon Stahl in a YouTube comments just said, empty stadium is just a normal baseball game. Touche. That is a lot of baseball oh, got games. Got him. But there also is some baseball teams that pack the hasa, and all those teams are normally the teams that are, have been on primetime. Did you see Fox put in the fake fans the animated fans, and then they were leaving, actually, while the team was losing, and they reacted. And I thought that was pretty clever. That's going to get old, obviously. But I like that the production team at Fox and the production team is like, all right, we can adjust and make this kind of cool as well. We can do something. We'll spend, I don't know, 4,000 hours animating all these humans that will look like a video game crowd.
1: I like it. I mean, I think we're just seeing, like, the very beginnings of what it's going to be. They're going to figure this out to make it, I guess, is the – the, the best possible viewing experience for us with no fans because it doesn't look like fans are coming back to stadiums anytime soon. I like the cutouts. I think when you have a couple rows of cardboard cutouts and you zoom in, it makes you feel like a normal game almost.
0: Well, you zoom out, you mean. But when you zoom in, it's good content, good
1: conversation. No, no. I, I mean when you zoom in and you only see see the rows of cardboard cutouts and you don't see all the empty seats above them.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you meant, but not too far so you know it's cardboard cutouts. It's that happy, it's that happy medium area there where – Like when
1: you play – Like when, uh, say, you're calling a football game and there's not a whole lot of people there, just the lower bowl is full. Guess what? Those cameramen and camerawomen, they are trained to not zoom out too much if you don't have to. Try to keep it tight and keep the fans in the shot. Why are you mentioning that here? Well, me and you worked on a game once before. It was a big stadium, though. There were still a lot of fans there. But it was a large stadium.
0: <laughs> a lot of people dress like seats here tonight, AJ, but we are <laughs> off in running, and I got somebody in my ear, what, a minute and a half later? Need you not comment about the amount of people that are in the stadium.
1: <laughs> Yikes. See, I think that was a mistake by, by them trying to tell you, trying to censor yourself a little bit. Like, no, like people obviously would think that's funny they could see that there's not a whole lot of people in the stands but we can't mention it like i thought it was perfect by you
0: so let's talk about that. that was for fox i've did so i've done work for espn espn and fox have chose two very different routes to cover games fox is doing a lot more fake crowd noise they're doing the animation espn is choosing just run it as it is it's been very kind of interesting to see the reaction of people i don't mind the fake crowd noise as long as it's smart like it has to be cleverly done like you have to have somebody paying attention to when who's saying what if it's just a lazy old crowd fake crowd words yeah like it, it doesn't make any sense i think it's bad but i think Fox has actually been doing an okay job of kind of finding the balance, and they're obviously still working through it. But I don't mind the fake crowd noise for the telecast because it makes me feel as if I'm not just watching practice the entire time. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind having
1: some even a little ambient noise in the background. I mean, my kids sleep with a a sound machine, and then I I sleep great. Like if I can hear their sound machine, it makes me sleep great. Now, I'm not saying I want to be put to sleep watching a game, but I do like having a little bit of background noise.
0: There's a little noise, you know? And by the way, I don't mind hearing their mics, too. Yeah. I don't mind hearing the mics as well. I think there's a way you can kind of find it all in there if you got the right person doing it. What up, Diggs?
3: I thought this was interesting news. Uh, It just came through the group. Vikings head trainer and the team's infection control officer. So I believe he's in in charge of the team infection control stuff.
0: Has tested positive for COVID-19. What the fuck? Well, the infection control doctor is a local doctor in Minnesota that is chosen by the Vikings to be their specialist. Okay, that's normally how this works. He doesn't work full time with the Vikings. He also runs his own practice and he is also the Vikings doctor. Now, I don't know if that's 100 percent of the time, but that is basically every situation I've ever seen. They also run their own practices and on the weekends they act as the Colts or the NFL's head doctor. There's a brain guy, there's an ortho guy, there's an infection guy, there's an entire series of doctors that run their own practices, but then they are also the expert for the NFL teams. They come in during training camp, they come in during games, during the week they'll be in there once a week where you have to set up a timing and everything. And if this guy's an infection doctor, I would assume that he's potentially been exposed to more COVID-19 than most people in Minneapolis or Minnesota because that's who you would be going to if you have COVID-19. So I think he probably has a higher, or she has a higher chance of getting it than anybody else. This says
3: uh, that he's actually the head trainer of the team as well. Is it Sugarman? Yes.
1: Yeah, he's the one that walked, I think, Peter King through the whole, I, I talked about it last week, I believe, when they wrote a story on everything that that guy is doing to try to make sure like everything is as clean as possible. This is all the protocols we have. Oh, and now he fuck. tested positive, I guess. The question is, where did he get That guy hit? doesn't have
0: his own practice? <laughs>
3: The trainer, Vikings head trainer, and the team's infection control officer.
0: The fuck. So, how bad? How how, how tough is
3: that for a team? Like, how irreplaceable is the head trainer?
0: Wow, it's fucking terrible but he's the infection control doctor and he has it that seems to be more alarming than the head tra- head trainer obviously a problem he sets up everybody's rehab plans he's the one that people are running everything through but they have a team of very talented people there i would assume in minnesota the fact that he's the head infection control officer
6: I assume every team had seems like a made up title they just had to give to somebody and they gave to him. Yeah,
0: but every team had to have Uh, one. Right, but you
6: but you were right on with your point earlier where usually you bring in a doctor who works in a local healthcare facility and, and you know, pay them to be the part time employee, not just take your athletic trainer and be like, Yep, that's your job. And
0: by the way, that probably has to be in the protocol. You have to have at least one infection control officer. But the fact that he doesn't work anywhere but that building Okay, so if he was to work somewhere else, maybe somewhere else he would have right. got it. But the fact that he only works at the Vikings building, and I would assume since he knows the protocol, he's only supposed to go home and go to the building. How many people have... Because then you got to trace how many people he's been around, and if he's been in a building for the last couple of months with the Vikings coaches, oh no!
6: It says in the release along with members of his family have tested positive.
0: Oh, oh no!
7: no. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, you
0: got that kid? It's out on Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> <laughs> you got your kid out
7: on Lake Something Minnetonka
1: out there. Hey, you brought up a good point though, Pat. When you mentioned like, just say the the team orthopedic surgeon for for example. So every team has an orthopedic guy that does a lot of your surgeries, and uh, at least in Green Bay, I remember like mackenzie the orthopedic doctor he would be there two three three days a week early in the morning if you had to see him you'd see him before meetings started and he'd come by wearing his suit and then he finishes up there at seven thirty in the morning and he goes over to his private practice and he's either in surgery or he's seeing patients all day what does he do now is he still able to cut like it doesn't seem like you obviously have to have an orthopedic guy there you can't quarantine him away and say hey Sorry, even though a lot of the teams don't pay these, these doctors to be their team doctor, it's just it's an added benefit to go to the every game. But now that guy, is he going to be able to see patients and still come in and see the players? Or do you have to have a guy that's strictly just there at the stadium for them?
0: Yeah, because if the test results aren't coming back for 72 hours and he's going and seeing other patients and people, how do you know that if he tested 72 hours that it's still clean right now? oh no we're fucked aren't we this ain't happening we need we need direct we need the testing that is instant like five minute testing that's what we really need i guess there is a test coming from uh across the water that is a couple hour maybe instantaneous response test that's coming over that'll be purchasable from what i've been told in my internet deep dives that there will be a test that is much quicker but how many of those do they have Uh. Because they're going to need what every rich person on earth is going to want one of those. Mm-hmm. Their corporations are going to want one of those. Every NFL team is going to want one of those. Every MLB team is going to want that. Every NBA team is going to want that. Every human on earth is going to want that. How many can they make?
1: Well, hey, you should, uh, maybe we should sometime this week get my brother-in-law, Brady Quinn, on. when I did that serious show with him last week, he mentioned multiple times on air. he's He knows a guy, a doctor down in Florida that has a test that's like a seven, seven minute test test these like, are good it's there it's available it's it's ready to roll i'm like okay then what's the issue and he said i don't know i've reached out to a lot of different people in the nfl and different people and i am got nothing back and i was like well if this dude truly has a test that works and it's like a seven minute results test you would think they would use it but i i cannot
0: imagine the red tape you got to go through to try to get something like that brought in a guy named six texas boy said we have 15 minute tests in oregon so you're not texas boy then you're oregon boy if you're talking about that yeah what's up but i i Those are not prevalent. I do not think those are very normal, those types of tests, because everybody who has talked about getting tested always talks about how long the results take. They're always talking at least a day or or something. That is the biggest. Everybody thinks the vaccine folks are going to make a lot of money, and they are, obviously. Obviously, they're uh, going to make a lot of money. Who knows when that's going to come? Like, what is there?
1: Is there a specific individual that you think will make a lot of money up from the vaccine? The vaccine people, obviously. The now who is that? that's too broad. Who who are the vaccine people? I don't know who that is.
0: Me neither. How about that? How does that cool. feel?
1: Big like pharmaceutical, random like random rich people around the world, or what?
0: Big vaccine. Yeah, probably yeah. the richest people around the world, if I had to guess. But mm-hmm. aside from that, the people that create the test. Now they that business is gonna become one that is needed right now. Like We keep talking about vaccine, 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 and I agree, like vaccine is obviously big, especially pe- put people's mind at ease and kind of move forward and everything like that. But the testing, that the quicker that gets turned around to get quicker results, the better for everything, I think. Because then if you test positive, boom, lock it down. Boom, you test, lock it down. But now you test and then you're around other people for, what, 48, 72 hours, you have no idea if you're still negative at that point and you're potentially high-fiving folks or maybe playing dominoes or cards with 10 other teammates of yours. I mean, there's a lot. The, the testing needs to be something that we look at a little bit more.
5: Well, and those tests either aren't readily available or they aren't that accurate because otherwise these sports leagues would have been using them because like the MLB was waiting, yeah, like three days to get tests back. If you could get it back in 15 minutes and it was accurate, then why wouldn't you do that?
1: Why don't you That's tell? That's why the Marlins. Isn't that why the Marlins are still, they're still. What, are they in Philly? Is that right? Yeah. Because they're waiting on the results of their test before they get out of town. If they would have known, they could have done it right in the clubhouse there. And if it's a five to ten minute test, you would have known. Okay, you guys stay back. We're taking these guys back. Like, you could figure it all out.
0: Yeah, and it, there's a lot of people popping off in the comment section a about who who's going to benefit from these vaccines, but also that there are like fifteen minute tests and stuff all over the place. Yeah. I, I haven't heard of any of a lot of 30% accurate. Yeah. I think all the quick ones are a lot of false, negative false positives. Mm -hmm. And by the way, there's a lot of numbers coming out as positive tests in cases that I guess the more and more you look into them can't fucking trust anything these days. All right. Um, Jamal Adams. We said it last week. There was no way he was able to walk back into that locker room or team meeting room, and Adam Gase think that he's 100% confident in his position and that the team was listening to what he was saying after Jamal Adams did an interview saying, this guy stinks, we won't win the big one with him. He gets traded after months of drama and controversy. He's pumped. The Jets get a couple first-round picks, and Bradley McDougald, another safety. He ends up in the Seattle Seahawks uniform. Everybody's assuming that an extension will be coming at some point for him jamal adams just laid it out perfectly if you want to get traded you can go public if you want at personal first ask him uh directly privately then get public then take out an ak and saw don the head coach of the place and see if you can get out of there within a couple days i'd assume it will work out he heads the seattle seahawks
1: yeah it worked out for jamal adams he's going to the seahawks another uh, a great football team with a chance to win it all when you have Russell Wilson and the rest of the supporting cast. But the reason Jamal Adams was able to do this is because he's a great player. Like, if he wasn't a great player, you don't have any leverage. You can't go out there and badmouth the head coach publicly. They'll say, oh, cool, and they just cut you, and you hope somebody else signs you. But the fact that they, the Seahawks gave up so much, a first and a third in 2021 and then another first in 2022, that's a giant, giant package that they gave up uh, to get him. So I think the Jets, I mean, yeah, everybody's a winner here. And I think the Jets are absolute winners. Like, of course, Jamal Adams, great player, very young, going to have a, a huge career, could possibly be a Hall of Famer someday. But you get that, you get two first rounders and a third rounder for him, getting rid of a guy that doesn't want to be there. It's a pretty good deal by the Jets GM, Joe Douglas, I think.
0: I agree. Old Joey Douglas got a lot in return, and now he has to draft right with him, right? And that's the that's a big roll of the dice. Because to be honest, GMs get judged very hardly, firmly yeah very sternly huh harsh keep going harshly GMs get judged by their draft picks, right? And that is is how it goes. And there's some GMs that for whatever reason just get unlucky in drafting or they see something that they think is an incredible quality and then the player doesn't work out. So you can trade for two first-rounders for Jamal Adams, but Jamal Adams is a proven good player in the NFL on the field. If those two draft picks turn out to be shit, I mean, obviously, you're going to look very stupid at the end of this whole thing. So it all, I mean, situations are situational, but in this particular situation, situation we have to see what the situation unfolds into here in the next couple of years with who those picks are because I think if you're a Jets fan you see Quentin Williams who's a stud on the line you got Jamal Adams who's young and he's in the back end a perennial all pro now at this point you got Sam Darnold if Le'Veon Bell has motivation on that side you might potentially think like hey we have a young team here that can really maybe do some work as long as our quarterback doesn't get mono and then now it's like boom gone now we're playing for the future yet again it's like how often and how many times do we have to fucking think about the future around here? I would like to think about the now at some point. You can see how those people could be upset. But business-wise, feels like good things are in return if they take advantage of it. Now with the Seattle Seahawks and Jamal Adams. I mean, that team was winning games, and they were not built to win as many games as they have. The Yankee, Russell Wilson, just puts that team on his back, it feels like, in certain situations and wins for them. They think now, a lot of people on the internet were like, okay, with Jamal Adams there and them building a good team, maybe that's enough to lure Jadavion Clowney back at a cheaper price, so really shore up some things over there. Seahawks are putting together quite a squad, but this reminds me of his reaction of Earl Thomas, who we all know was once a Seahawk, and then he got carted off the field with a middle finger flying to Pete Carroll.
1: Yeah, he did, but I was I was surprised just how much Seattle gave up because I feel like Seattle had the leverage here. If they so let's say when they initially reached out to the Jets, say, hey, wh- all right, what do you want to? We want Jamal. What do, what do you want for him? What are you going to do? Whenever they threw this out there, this offer, okay, we need a couple first rounders and a third rounder as well this year. They'd be like, no, what are you talking about? This you obviously need to you need this guy off your team. You have to trade him or cut him right now he's with what he has said about your head coach like you kind of have to take a stand i guess either get rid of you're not going to get rid of gaze because of something a player says this year maybe next year or something but i feel like they had a lot of leverage and they gave up a lot to get him somebody else must have been in the game then yeah most likely or Cowboys? the jets made the seahawks think somebody else was in play well the jets hey joe douglas what do you think David Sampson would have done if he was the Jets there? How many how many
3: offers would he have been fielding to to Listen, tell? Ten, other teams?
0: ten teams have already said they're going to give us seven first rounders. You got to at least <laughs> come into something there. What's up?
3: Today? I heard a report this morning or this weekend that it was Seattle thought that um, Dallas and San Francisco was also in play.
0: So there was a lot of people trying to make moves for him. I would assume that because we talked to uh, Bean. Billy Bean? Brain Brandon Bean. Bean. Brandon Bean, Buffalo Bills general manager, because he traded for Stephon Diggs this offseason. I asked him, I said, hey, whenever you see somebody's having a little conflict or maybe doesn't seem happy, in the, is that something where you're like, oh, we could potentially trade for that? And he said, absolutely. If a guy looks like there's a potential salary cap issue coming up or his contract's up or there is a little bit of a personal beef, that is something that GMs are very like, okay, let's give a call. Let's see if there's anything interested here, any any interest here. So I assume more than... More than a few teams reach out for Jamal Adams because that got very public, very ugly, very quickly. And then him quote tweeting that article of him saying that this guy stinks. I mean, it just, there was no way that he was going to be a Jet this year. And we all kind of knew it. So they wouldn't have given him that up if they didn't know that or think that somebody else was potentially giving him a bunch of shit as well.
1: Well, don't you think this looks like, for Gase, it looks like a power move? Like he won the deal, even though he probably didn't negotiate any of it. That <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, was a good play. Got to shoot your eyes all over the, the room, though. I mean, what was he doing? Was he just trying to find focus there? Or... He's <laughs> just trying to get back and get the clicker in his hand because he's just the only natural yeah.
0: with
6: the clicker. Watching film,
0: it was too bright out there. He wants to get back in the film room where it's a little dark. You know, he's like coming out of the casino at, like three, four a.m. over here <laughs> in Vegas. Oh <laughs> shit, what's going on?
6: I don't want to change the subject here, but AJ was being very facetious earlier when you were showing off your uh, sick mitts. Someone, the NHL just tweeted at you Said the, how good you looked The NHL? Yeah, the entire league Uh-oh
0: That's how you fucking play hockey, AJ <laughs> Look at that Look at these thighs, too I can't skate But you put me on flats out there I'll be able to keep up Oh, Hey, oh, Deke,
7: oh, 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 Why don't you, oh, hey, why
0: don't
1: you oh. get a puck? Get a puck or a ball, man Let's see what you can really do
7: What's
1: that, Pop? Get a puck or a ball and show us if you can really do this. Then have have three or four of the boys come in and try to knock you into the wall and make it kind of realistic. What's that, Pop? Not going to repeat repeat myself again. Don't mind the dangles. Don't
7: mind the dangles. Shoot it. Oh. Oh, fucking nothing. Are you kidding me, dude? Are you kidding me?
1: I take it back. Maybe maybe you do have the skill to, to go to the NHL tomorrow.
0: I'm a deck hockey player. I can't skate for shit. We used to have Friday night open ice or whatever. And I think three out of the four weeks I went, me or one of my friends ended up in the emergency room. I'm a land animal, not an ice animal. And we learned that Lake blade.
1: Minnetonka. Can you rollerblade?
0: I used to be able to, but now this muscle locks up. are you
7: Whoa. Oh, oh wow
0: are you, are you still on a string I'm not even looking by all <laughs>
1: right now what now what do you do with it
0: i don't know what do you want me to
6: do dude oh, shit, dude. oh. Fucking goal, make a play bit.
0: cool <sighs> i mean i don't know what else i'm supposed to do got the nhl tweeting at me <laughs> how about it
1: <laughs> hopefully hopefully uh, rob manford in major league baseball tweets at you next
0: he should just let me speak for him, I think. Kids got a future at NHL. Oh! Who is running that account? <laughs> Somebody with a big brain, pal. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: probably Gary Bettman, if I had to guess. Did
0: you hear, I got right. a, hey, did you hear? We got an apology this morning, too. It's been a good day here, Monday, July 27th. We got an apology. Yeah.
1: From who? The, the guy that punked you in your
0: studio? Okay. okay. AJ. AJ. Okay.
1: AJ. All right. Okay, who else then? Who else?
0: who apologized that his name is adam cole but that's not the guy you're t- that's never happened what you're talking about oh my bad i i'm, I'm misremembering the
1: clip that i watched <laughs> that's the show dude
0: the show's over fuck you come on no, get out of here i'm being a baby why are you such a baby i'm not being a baby i was an adult <laughs> in this situation okay and now i'm getting attacked not only well. by you hold on not only by you. I've had 15 ex teammates and coaches come after me for looking like a little They called me a little bitch in my studio. Yeah, just like him. Just like he just did right there. I, I was an adult. A, I did not know that was going to happen.
1: I called you a baby. That's a show. Cuz you're trying to cancel the show it's because of it. So on the internet from
5: one to two in standard time. To so come on down for a mental vacation with the boys on YouTube. McAfee and Hawk It's McAfee and home Sports Talk AJ used to tackle quarterbacks And he's a rust belt kind of guy AJ That's the punter of the ticket for the 2010s Kicking piss missiles to the sky It's McAfee and Hawk It's McAfee
0: and Hawk Sports Talk It's McAfee and Hawk It's always hard to get the proper nutrition into your body, whether you're on the go, whether you're working, or maybe you're just lazy and don't really think about it. A company has come along and made one scoop to make your life a better one, and that's our friends at Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a one-stop shop for everything that your body could possibly fucking need from a nutritional standpoint in one clean scoop. I, I am a big fan of this Athletic Greens. I've never taken care of myself. I'm a noted poor eater Poor drinker, poor liver. And now that we've been on this run here for the last 11, 12 weeks, the thing that I've noticed that has saved me just a little bit has been my scoop of athletic greens. And I also have travel packets, which have worked out perfectly for everything we have get going right now. You need to get this into your daily routine because your nutritional needs need you to have you ready for whatever the day throws at you. You struggle to get in nutrient-dense fruit and veggies. You're looking to overcome gut health issues or nutrient deficiencies. You just don't feel as good as you used to. You travel frequently or struggle to eat as well on the road. You're an athlete or professional seeking enhanced performance. You don't want to take multiple supplements at home or on the road. If all of these things are yeses or any of these things are yeses, you need to get with Athletic Greens right now. Your body's nutritional needs change due to stress, travel, sleep patterns, exercise, and the imperfect diet. Even with a balanced, healthy diet, it can be tough to cover your nutritional bases. That's why top performers, athletes, executives, and entrepreneurs trust Athletic Greens. Right now, you can get 20 free travel packs, which is valued at $79, with your first purchase whenever you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash pat. That's 20 free travel packs, which is valued at $79 for free when you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash pat. Respect your body. Appreciate your body. Fill it up with the right shit. Athletic Greens has all the good shit for you. Athleticgreens.com forward slash pat. 20 free travel packets. Joining us now is a man... Who is a three-time, three-time, three-time Super Bowl champion, Pro Bowler, a member of the Broncos' 50th anniversary team? Big Stink, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Schler. Yeah! yeah. Big stink. Woo! Always good to be back. I love talking to you, Mark, because I think you have such a old-school mentality, but you understand the modern world. Let's dive right into it. I assume you know what's going on with the MLB right now with the Marlins having 7,000 positive tests. The (laughs) NFL is watching with bated breath about how the MLB turns this out because they're traveling stadium to stadium, unlike the bubble sports. What are your initial thoughts on how this could potentially affect Roger Goodell and the NFL's decision-making when uh, training camps start
8: tomorrow, Mark? Well, I— I think ultimately, probably a real learning experience for the NFL. And I think one of the things you're going to look at here, Pat, is you're going to sit down with your players and say, okay, here's how serious this actually is. The fact that if we're going to have this thing go on and we're going to actually play an NFL season, our ability— to sacrifice for one another is of the utmost importance. Because I can see you going 22, 23 years old. You feel indestructible. I mean, we've all been there, right? And you roll into your summer camp in Miami where, you know, in Florida, cases are spiking all over the place. And you and a couple of your boys go out and have a few drinks. You know, it's the Lou Williams rule, right? (laughs) You know, you can't swing out and go to the strip club real quick and get yourself a steak. That's not going to cut it. And ultimately, ultimately, you look from the old school perspective, you know, back in our day, we just whip your ass. You know, you would got a code red like and like you can't do this. Right. You're costing all of us, our professions, and you're costing and putting all of our families at risk. And so the ultimate in unselfishness is what has to be practiced here when it comes to the NFL. So this is a great learning curve, a great learning experience as they go through all the contact, uh, contact tracing in Miami, to use this as a learning curve lesson. Like, I, I will tell you something happened to me. You're going to love this story. Oh, yeah. They asked me, when I, back when I was playing for the Skins, they asked me to come down. They had their rookie symposium, right? And they asked me to come down and be a part of that and speak at this rookie symposium. <laughs> and I was like, great. It's going to be awesome. So, literally... We're in the lobby getting ready for this rookie symposium, and there are three beautiful young ladies at this symposium hanging out in the lobby, and they are dressed to the nines. They are absolutely gorgeous, and you see guys spitting out their A-games toward these girls, right? <laughs> getting phone numbers. They're doing the whole nine yards, and this is great, right? You see everybody over there just congregating, everybody getting phone numbers. So anyhow, we get about 20 minutes into this symposium, and they say, hey, we want to introduce you to three wonderful people who happen to all be HIV positive and these three young ladies walk down there and you watch guys taking numbers out of their pockets and throwing them on the ground, right? Like you want to have an eye-opening experience. By the way, that chick you were just macking to, the one that you tried to get to come up to your room after the symposium was over, yeah, she's HIV positive. So, guys, be careful about the company that you keep and make sure that you do things the right way. That's that's the learning curve here for the NFL to impress upon their players. By the
0: way, what an incredible strategy by the NFL. That's maybe the smartest thing they've ever done at a rookie symposium because said ladies in hotel lobbies I think was much bigger back in the old school than it is now because it's a lot more locked down. But my first couple years in the NFL, walking through those lobbies, and just now they thought I was like an agent or equipment manager, so I got But looking around and being like, oh, all my teammates are targets right now potentially that is a learning curve and what you're saying though that this brings down the severity to the players because you heard Patrick Mahomes talk about how he was a little bit nervous he was a little bit uh he didn't understand how this was happening and then also you hear about Dr. Laurent Duvernay Tardif of the Kansas City Chiefs he's backing out because he said he's seen the effects of COVID-19 and he wants to get on the front line do you think more players are going to opt out because of this or do you think it's just going to be heightened awareness for all the players that are currently in there
8: i think mostly heightened awareness and you know how our league is built i mean 60 percent of the guys are on minimum wage contracts and 60 percent of the guys need those paychecks um you know so I, I think you understand that there's very few guys that can just opt out and say "Hey, man i'm fine i've made enough money i'm good right now most guys in our league the way the league is constructed i always call it the 80 20 rule 80% of the guys make 20% of the money. 20% of the guys make 80% of the money. Mm. So the majority of the guys that are, that will show up because they need those paychecks. They need to play and they will, and, and guys want to play. I mean, make no bones about it. Guys want to play, but um, I think the majority of guys will continue to show up and continue to go out there and play. And I think ultimately, again, you know, this is one of those kind of eye-opening experiences and it really comes down to this. You're always going to have five or six guys on your team that are idiots, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, those are what those guys are, what the rules were made for. And the guys that we have to babysit, but this actually puts more onus on the guys who are professionals to do the babysitting, to make sure that they monitor those guys and say, you know, Hey, dumbass, um, make sure you're at home tonight. Hey, I'm going to, I'm calling you. I'm going to make sure that I have um, my team's back by making sure that I babysit you. So there's always every team has five or six of those guys. That's why we create rules.
0: By the way, I was one of those idiots my first couple of years, <laughs> and I would assume that if this was the if this was my first couple of years and we were going into the season, I would probably get four to five phone calls a night from teammates of mine, which would be expected. Right. By the way, can we? I don't want to sidetrack it all, but I don't think I've seen vascularity on oh, a bicep like I'm seeing yeah. on your right arm. Oh, Did you my- just get out of a workout right there? Or is that just how you always
8: are? This is just you know. This is just me. Like I, <laughs> like, I should. Like I am surprised that um, I wasn't cast in Roadhouse. I think I came down second to pass crazy. I should have been. I had a beautiful mullet, um, and and I was uh, you know I was as a young as a young guy. I was fairly ripped. Um, but no, this is just you know. This is just my arms in general.
0: <laughs> so you wake up with that thing just sticking out of your arm right there. You just yeah. wake up like
8: that. That's like a little road map. You know, and I gotta go, hey, where am I going? Let me check my bicep." Oh, there I am. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> All right. Let's talk about something that is very new school in the game. You're an old school guy, but you have a lot of modern thoughts, which is why I appreciate talking to you. I assume you understand that the game has changed a bit from a player's perspective. Players have a lot more control in what they want to do. We saw a lot of things happen. Le'Veon Bell, just a couple of years ago, sat out an entire season. He ends up with the Jets. Antonio Brown forced himself out of Pittsburgh, out of Oakland, end up with the Patriots. Who knows what's going to happen there? You're seeing it in a lot, a lot more often now in professional sports. Jamal Adams, superstar stud safety for the New York Jets which a lot of people said the Jets would be able to build an entire defense around this guy because he's a perennial pro bowler and destined to be a Hall of Famer. He wanted out of the Jets organization because he felt disrespected by Joe Douglas. Now, the first couple attempts to get traded didn't work. Then he came out in an interview and said, hey, this head coach isn't worth a damn. We won't win with him. Bingo, bango. Two days later, he's traded to the Seattle Seahawks. Do you think this was all planned by Jamal Adams? He said, what do I got to do to get the hell out of here? I guess I'll just say that our coach stinks. Or do you think that's truly how he feels? And how happy is he to be the hell out of there? You think?
8: Well, I think he's really happy to be out, and I think that's all part of the plan to get himself moved. Like I'm going to do whatever it takes. And we saw this with with Patrick Ramsey a year ago getting out of Jacksonville. Like, Jalen,
0: Jalen, Jalen. Yeah, gotcha.
8: Jalen, Jalen Ramsey getting out of uh, getting out of Jacksonville. When you feel like the organization um, isn't going in the right direction, and, and here's the other thing. You know, we've negotiated this rookie wage scale we negotiate on behalf of ourselves as players for guys who haven't come in the league. And we screwed first rounders. (laughs) I mean, we literally put the screws to first rounders because you know how this league works. Hey, listen, we'll sign you to a five year deal. If we don't like it after year one, we'll come to you and say, either take a pay cut or we're going to cut your ass. And you're not getting any of that money. Right. And so we've negotiated that, but the, the player who comes in as a rookie on a five year scale, he's got no options. Like, if you don't deal with him um, from an integrity standpoint as an organization we saw what the Kansas City Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes right two years early like there is a there's a situation here where you understand if I've outperformed my contract man you damn well better pay me and for for Jamal Adams I mean this guy is, is trending toward a Hall of Fame safety and you're looking at yourself going wait a minute I'm already gonna be five years on a rookie deal. I'm going to five years on a rookie deal where I should get paid and I can't get paid. And so and now instead of getting three contracts, I'm going to get two contracts at best. Like, like you look at you. We have put guys, we have put these rookies in a really shitty position that get drafted in the first round because we're not go- negotiating on the best half of or, or the, in the best interest of those guys because you and I both know there's a lot of guys that come into this league that aren't worth a shit. Yeah. Like, they play. And so... Like, when I'm on the negotiating council, or if I'm a player right now negotiating on our behalf, I'm trying to make sure that the players who are there, you know, are, are getting taken care of. I don't care about the guys who haven't put a squirt of piss in the bucket yet. That guy doesn't matter to me. So, I, I you know, okay, you guys want to work rookie a race Sure, we'll give it to you. Sure, we don't care about those guys anyhow. So, to me, when people sit there and say, well, Jamal Adams is a bad leader, and he's a bad guy. No, he's not. He basically has been put in a a position between a rock and a hard place, and he said, if I'm going to get a new deal, it's going to have to be somewhere else, and if this organization isn't going to do right by me, then I don't want to be here anymore. I don't blame him at all for that.
0: We talked to Calais Campbell last week or the week before that, and I had no idea that he was traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the Baltimore Ravens here recently because he signed a two-year deal worth $25 million or something as soon as he got to the Ravens, and he said the trade, wherever he went, was contingent upon an extension happening wherever he went. Do you assume that Jamal Adams also has that in there? And the Seattle Seahawks do not have a lot of money this year to potentially pay him long-term, and next year, they're saying the salary cap could potentially drop to $175 million, with the losses of the 2020 season being spread out over the next four years as opposed to 11 or the next year in general. Do you think it's... It's contingent upon a renegotiation or an extension for him?
8: As of right now, what I've read, it hasn't been contingent upon a renegotiation. But I'm sure there's a sh- uh, a handshake deal between John Schneider, the GM, and, and um, obviously Pete Carroll, the head coach, that, hey, we're going to get a deal done with you. Um, he is such a great fit. Well, he's a great fit anywhere because he's so damn good. But you watch him. He can play free. He can play strong. He plays in the box as a linebacker. I mean, he does everything. Blitz the guy is a phenomenal football player and he gives you so many options and you think about how Pete Carroll has constructed that defense over the years with the uh, you, you know with the legion of boom and all that he's just such a perfect fit and you're going to go in there in a situation in Seattle which is so good for you um, i just i can't imagine them not finding a way to get a deal done and the thing about the salary cap to me is it's a soft cap you know, if teams want to pay you, they'll find the money and they'll find a way to get you paid. If they don't, they won't. Um, I, I just don't buy the whole "well, we're restricted by the camp or by the cap." You know, I I heard that all year with the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, we really can't you know pay Dak <laughs> because we're restricted, and then all of a sudden Zeke Elliott gets a contract and you know when Omari Cooper gets a guy you get a contract defensive guy contract 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 <laughs> the whole cap things a bunch of crap to me
0: i agree it's all about how you can handle your business and whether or not you want to keep somebody around let's stay in that division for the last question because you mentioned it earlier you were a member of the formerly known skins football team now Washington football team named TBD at a later point potentially Uh, watching that all unfold obviously a lot got exposed there the toxic culture the names gotten changed Ron Rivera seems to be the guy the perfect person to be in this opportunity to kind of lead them into a new direction Dwayne Haskins showed a lot of promise last year at the end of the season he's put in a lot of work this offseason they got young studs and they brought in Thomas Davis and Kyle Allen but this weekend news broke about a veteran player over there who whenever he was with the chiefs was having an mvp run he gets kicked out of town by andy Reid because they want to go with patrick mahomes he starts being a stud for the washington football team which we now know was literally a house on fire at all times and he was having success there he has a nasty disgusting injury that requires like what 13 surgeries he almost died alex smith is cleared for football return somehow this is a magical story in the sports world, sports medicine world, rehabilitation world. What do you think happens with Alex Smith? What do you think happens with your former team, the Washington football team? And how do you see this all playing out this year?
8: Yeah, obviously, the, you know, the culture thing is interesting to me because um, I always I always kind of equate culture to uh, irrigation and um, hmm. water follows the path of least resistance so if you're not working on your culture every day it's going to follow the path path of least resistance just like water does wow. and so you have to you have to be working on a culture on a day-to-day basis within your organization and if you're not it will set itself and it always will it will always tend to like i said follow that path of least resistance, just like water does. And, you know, I always think when you look at your lawn, there's always a dry spot or two that get yellow and you're like, well, it's not being irrigated properly. Why is that? So the water just kind of walks around that because it's a high spot or whatever the case may be. So culture is very much like that. So the disappointment for me being a former member there uh, of that franchise to see how bad that culture is, because when I think of the Washington, you know, football team, um, and, and the mascot means nothing to me. Like, I, I, I give a rip. What you name it doesn't matter to me um, because I think about the great people that made that organization awesome. When I got drafted into that organization, it did Joe Gibbs and the Art Monks and the Daryl Greens and the Monty Coleman's and uh, Charles Mans and Jeff Bostic and Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm and the guys who taught oh. me not only about how to be a football player, but how to be a man, how to be a husband, how to be a father. Like those are the those that's what matters to me about that organization and to see it get to this point is is incredibly upsetting. And that's why Alex Smith is so important. Like if you talk to anybody who worked in Kansas City with Alex Smith and you talk to them about the maturation process of Patrick Mahomes, they'll tell you that Patrick that that excuse me, Alex Smith was pivotal in Patrick Mahomes' ascension to where he is now, and knowing. I mean, what does this say about a man when you know somebody's been drafted to take your spot, and yet you invest in that man to help him become the best that he can be, even when you know that you're going to get ousted? Like, that says so much about Alex Smith as a person. So whether he can play, it's amazing that he's been cleared to play. That's amazing. Unbelievable. Whether he plays plays or not, I want him on my roster. Uh I I don't care who I am. That is important, and especially in Washington, when you're talking about trying to revamp and and change the culture of that organization, why would you not want that guy to be a part of of that organization? I would.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think he's going to be great for Dwayne Haskins. He's going to be great for the building, especially if there's going to be a new culture. Because, by the way, there's a guy who went there Probably could have helped out that entire facility a little bit more. He's gone rehabbing because he's damn near dead. Now he's back. Ron Rivera's back. Thomas Davis is there, and it feels like they're kind of trending in a new direction. One direction I'll never go is away from this man that we just talked to, ladies and gentlemen. Absolute stud, Super Bowl champ, and yoked from morning to night, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> should have been in Roadhouse, Mark Stinkschler. Yeah, Mark! Yeah.
8: Hey boy, Mark! Thank Group you. Day. Appreciate you, bat. Take hey, care, buddy. Hey,
0: thank you so much. That guy. When he talks, he says good stuff. Mm-hmm. He went on a quite a run there. Irrigation, huh? Be like water. Mm-hmm the it follows the path of least resistance if you don't water the yard up in the high spots the water's not going to go there by itself you got to take care of that early and there often what he said about jamal adams also big business move by jamal adams a lot of people think it was a personal reason probably started as that then he started thinking business-wise he got himself out of there this will be forgotten if he makes a couple big plays for the seattle seahawks but for that to happen they have to have a leak and they have to have a season joining us A man who is, I believe, the EVP at WWE, but for all intents and purposes, he is the man who created NXT, which also is the company that houses Adam Cole, Baby. baby a place that i have done pre-shows for in the past and also had adam cole on the show on friday or on thursday he comes in here breaks our microphone breaks our headset says f you to me pushes tie, storms out this man said let's talk about it i said let's do it live ladies and gentlemen the head of nxt big brained man handsome man and it's his birthday happy birthday to mr h
7: triple h
1: happy, happy birthday, birthday
7: happy birthday i I know you intended to stand up to salute me but it was basically just crotch shot (laughs) (laughs) it's your birthday it's your birthday all right let's talk about this
0: you reached out to me this weekend i said let's do this conversation live because i think people should uh at least hear it did you get a chance to see what adam cole did on this show on thursday what are your initial thoughts i assume you're calling to say hey sorry about how that all unfolded
7: (laughs) I, i did get a chance to see it um you know, forgive me here. There's a bit of an echo on my end, uh, video-wise. but That's uh, our fault. I will, uh, I will deal with it. But, uh, you, look, here's the thing, Pat. I, I like both you guys. And um, you're both good guys. You're both very passionate about what you do. And uh, to me, this is all a, a misunderstanding. Look, you guys have had a relationship for a while, positively, partially, and then becoming negative and i think it started from a place of you participating in shows back in indianapolis when you first came to a show i believe yep um and you guys had interaction from the showbiz side of this and um i believe sometimes those lines get blurred and you guys had a relationship that as you were around the shows became somewhat more contentious behind the scenes um you know, and But I, I don't know that either one of you necessarily saw that so much as it was a fun irritation that was interesting for people. And then you get to this point where, you know, Adam calls me last week, says I'm going to be in town. McAfee invited me on the show. Hey, is it cool if I do it? I say yes. A little bit in my mind thought, I hope that goes well, not knowing it would become what it becomes. And I think everybody's hypersensitive um, in today's world a little bit, especially, but you know, I apologize for Adam coming on your show. He is the nicest guy in the world on a lot of levels. Um, comes on your show. There's a interaction between the two of you that I believe is Adam being a little bit overly sensitive. Tinker. And you honestly, Pat being Pat McAfee, which is your professional needle pusher.
0: Whoa.
3: Your,
7: your, your, your professional <laughs> button pusher. That's what you do. You needle people for a living. You do it very well. It's how you made a name for yourself.
0: Well, I will take that as an apology. But so I do. So I didn't know that you knew he was coming on the show. To be honest, I had no idea. So I am just now learning that you knew he was coming on the show. Whenever that thing blows up like it does, and... I mean, I saw the reaction that I got on the Twitter, by the way, by humans was next level through the entire thing. And to be honest, I was shook by it because that is not what my show is. I think I think, you know, that I'm a button pusher, but in, normally it's like ingest and fun. Let's have a good time here. Let's try to, you know, try to make people as relatable, relatable as possible. I think a lot of people were very confused about how uh, like how I mean, he fucking flipped out. I mean, that was just next level. Is that? Did you have a conversation with him immediately afterwards, or how did how has that gone? Because he has gone out this morning and put out an apology. We saw that about an mm-hmm. hour ago. Yeah. Did, have you talked to him since then, and how does this? I, solve-
7: we 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 spoke. I, I didn't ask him to put out an apology. I didn't ask him to do anything. I felt like to me this was him having him being on your show. He asked me to, if it was cool. I said yes. He did the show. Um He's grown man responsible for his own actions in a way, in and and how he responded to it. But I, but I think Pat, I'm sure you've been in situations before where somebody, um, you're already on on edge going into something, and I think that knowing your relationship in the past, Adam came on the show. Look, Pat, I, and I'll be honest with you. You you know. When, when you come in our world from the outside, people are leery from the outside, media people, everything else. And you've done stuff on our show and people have had fun with it. Um, and, and you like to have fun, but in to some of those talent, you're picking fun at something you're not really a part of. And you're, um, attacking people that they see you as a guy that, and you said it on your own show, um bought a ring one time, trained with Rip Rogers for a few days because he needed the money, and then Whoa. interacts <laughs> interacts with them sometimes like, um, you know, he's one of them. And I think they're hypersensitive to it. And I think it's been a while because of everything that's going on in the world. It's been a while since you've been around in a bigger way. So I think those things, stew in people's mind, Adam comes on the show thinking, this will be cool. Pat and I, it, we'll get along great. And then you do what you do, which I agree is probably in jest and probably at any other time he would have taken it in that manner and it just struck him wrong. And he's he's, he's a human being, he's a man, he had a bad day, right? And and it struck him wrong and and he snapped. And I, But I also think too, there were moments in there and this is me talking to you man to man. I think there were moments in there where he started to clearly get agitated and you kept your foot on the gas. I mean, maybe there was, I watched it back. I watched it back. I watched it. I feel like I'm talking to my kids right now. (laughs) I know you were irritating your sister and you know, she was about to snap and they're like, no, I wasn't. I did.
0: Obviously I had to watch it back. Now I didn't just watch the two minutes that was clipped for social media. I watched the entire interview back and there was obviously some times where, you know, I felt like he, I mean, if I watch it back and I'm watching me, Right, and I'm seeing my demeanor. There was obviously a lot more. I think of me poking the bear than I originally thought.
7: As soon as it ended, right? It, it, there was a lot of that, but still, because it was you, because you were having fun, and it was yes. in jest. And I get that. Look, it, I, I, I am the same way with people. Right, and and you do it because you like them, and you do it because they react. And the more they react, the more fun it becomes. And when you're needle pushing somebody or you your button pushing somebody like that. It's, it's very easy for it to go to a line and then go over that line for them. But it becomes more fun for you because the more they sell, the better it is to work for that reaction. Did you find him? I, I, that, well, if I did, that would be between he and I. So that's not something I would discuss. I, in all due respect, it's not something I would discuss on here. right? So wh- whatever he and I discussed for us business-wise is he and I on in business. But as far as him coming on here, to me, this is him as a man... Now coming to you and saying I overreacted and I'm sorry. Right. That's if he put out an apology today. I didn't ask him to do it. I didn't tell him to do it. I didn't talk to him about, you know, his his reaction. He, his, our interaction between he and I, from a professional standpoint, our business, how he handles it with you is different. And I think he's reaching out to you as a man to say, I apologize to you. So how do we get past this? Because I do enjoy working with your brand, NXT. I,
0: I, I do I literally enjoy it. But I mean I think it's gonna be a bit difficult at the current I mean the well, way that
7: the- Pat, Pat, why that's why I'm on the show. You enjoy it. I enjoy you working with the show. I enjoy your interaction. I feel like you're refreshingly honest, but with refreshing honesty sometimes comes great power. Um no becomes <laughs> you know it, it 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 um it can it can hit people wrong. And I and I think That's what works in the situation. Look, to me, this is two guys. I'm sure you've had this on your teams before as you've played uh, throughout your, I mean, you've had various sports and everything else. You're an athlete at the highest of levels in locker room situations. The guy you don't get along with and the guy that you almost come to blows with on your team ends up becoming the guy you're closest to sometimes and the guy that you're the most... um, have the most relatable relationship in common with. That's what guys do. We get to the edge of fighting, and then we look at each other and go, oh, that's cool, man, and shake hands. And now you're close to that guy. Um, I think that's what this is. I think there's a moment right now he realizes he made a mistake. He's reaching out to you to apologize. I feel like if it's reciprocated, we move past this. I do feel like that probably at some point, you guys sooner than later so that this doesn't fester. I think it should be in person, if at all possible. I think that you guys get together, sit down, sit in the same room, be honest with each other, have the conversation. Because I do think that you guys would genuinely like each other. And I think you did in the beginning. And I think it just got to a point where it became something else.
0: All right. I can believe that. I think that's true. Now, granted, he's going to have to apologize to Ty, who has colitis. He mm-hmm. almost broke this guy's back right here. Yeah. Ty was just trying to de-escalate the situation. Almost broke his entire spinal cord. I mean,
5: there's no reason for all of that. Yeah, still kind of tender, actually, too. Yeah, his neck hurts, too. Yeah.
7: His neck, or your, you were doing this. Is it your neck or your it's back? All right. Well,
5: spine. Fine. Right. fine. It's fine. The You
7: are. Well, I'm just asking. I don't, you know, I want to be right. honest. If we're calling an ambulance, I want to call the right <laughs> ambulance. All
0: right, that's well, a- let's do this. It's your birthday. Enjoy your birthday. Let's figure out a time for he and I to talk because I did not mean to obviously make him get pissed off. You're saying that he overreact- he didn't mean to react the way he reacted. This does seem like a miscommunication.
7: That's all I think it is. I think, this, I think most things in life that you can look at on a grand scope and in the, the day-to-day comes to bad communication. If you miscommunicate with each other, it leads to situations like this. I just think that that's all this is, um, and if you guys – actually sat in the same room for a little bit you'd be on the same page look Pat I- i'll 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 open it up to you and I don't know uh, if Florida's on your your plans anytime soon I know you come down there sometime so anytime you're around come on the show I'll promote your show I'll promote you just like we've done before um but you know for you, for you guys and and if you don't want to do it that way if you just want to, you and him sit in a room with nothing else around it and no no promotion not the show anything like that I'm fine with that too I, 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 this is you and him, man to man. And, and, uh, but if you want to do that separately and because you're in Florida, whatever that is, jump on the show, whatever, uh, cool with that too. If he wants to come up and be on your show, we can do it however we want. All
0: right. But I
7: do think the two of you should sit in a room.
0: All right, let's figure it out. Cause I am getting married on Saturday and there's a chance I'll be in Florida. Now granted that for the honeymoon, but I don't want my wife, which by the way, Sounds pretty cool to say right yeah, cool. Congratulations. Hey. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you.
7: Congratulations, Pat. I forgot that was, that's uh they very soon, right? Yeah.
0: Forever's a long time too. It's happening Saturday, bub. Look at this. Yeah. This, this is going to be, this is going to have a ring on it right here.
7: Closed up, closed up shop. No more closed for business, man.
0: Well, you know, Adam Cole did a lot of that to me the other day. Right? <laughs> and I just want to, uh-huh. you know, this one, I won't forget that. Okay. So let's talk, let's figure it out. We'll figure it out. I appreciate you joining on your birthday. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it's going to work, but I would like to talk to him as a man. I, I think we should and just resu- resolve this thing because I enjoy the hell out of talking massive amounts of shit on that pre-show over there.
7: Yeah, look, it's and it's a blast. You should you should continue to work with the brand and us. And I love that the, the fact that you're a part of it and a big fan. But I, I also don't want one one moment and one relationship and one little you know blip on this to to affect that. So um, I know he's wide open to it he's a good guy you'll like him so are you you guys will get along just fine you just got to get in the same room and talk it out man all
0: right ladies and gentlemen we'll figure that out uh thank you for joining us uh i can't thank you enough enjoy the hell out of your birthday the big 35
7: the big 35 again i think for like the 10th 15th or so time but uh, yeah it's it's uh, yeah it's, it's it's getting up there but uh enjoy i hope you have a great wedding i hope that uh that all goes well and especially in this crazy time in the world i hope that that is uh everything you want it to be. Good luck with the future and everything else. And uh, I look forward to putting this whole other thing behind us and moving forward. And when things open back up, having Pat McAfee stir the pot on all our shows. Yeah. Hell
0: yeah. Let's go. Hell yeah. By the way, one more for the ride. One more for the ride. <laughs> Lady, nah. hey. Ladies and gentlemen, Triple H. Thank you,
8: sir. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You
0: guys. Thank you, sir. He did give me a Texas weekend. That was like a, uh, I don't want to say like an SOS text but I don't get texts from him just randomly in my Mm -hmm. life. And then all of a sudden I was waiting, I was waiting, I was waiting and then it comes this weekend. he's like, I assume they had a lot of shit that popped off with their PR team, I'd assume. I'd assume there's a lot of things going on. That was a good conversation. He thinks we'll get along, I'm not 100% sure, but that's probably the right move. It's probably the right move. I'm an adult, is he? I don't know, we'll find out, but that is probably a good conversation to have. Well, that's the show. Can't thank everybody enough for stopping by for a chitter chatter situation. (laughs) We'll be back Thursday. Wedding week is pretty cool. I mean, this only happens one time in your life. This is pretty cool. I'm getting like the mushy gushy feeling, you know. I'm looking at my lady in a fashion as if, you know, forever is about to happen with this person. It's pretty cool. It's pretty, pretty cool. She's made a hilarious face, and I mean, maybe that should be considered, but I love you, lady. Uh, And I'm grateful for all of you. Listening to this show helps us all live out a very, very ridiculous life. Talking sports, talking life, and enjoying the hell out of each day that comes. Let's keep doing that. We'll be back on Thursday. Be a friend, tell a friend. Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music.